0: You're listening to The Weird Sisters, Harry Potter Reread, Episode 48. On today's show, we discuss Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Chapters 10, 11, and 12. Hello and welcome to The Weird Sisters. I'm Danielle.
1: And I'm Allison.
0: And we're back with The Half-Blood Prince, uh, diving into some... What is the word I'm looking for?
1: disturbing
0: oh yes i was more thinking new things that we don't know i don't know why i can't think of the word new but it was hard
1: i had zero absolutely zero recollection of this chapter including after i read it like nothing came back i was like what is this new thing
0: wait so not even the ramifications of what we learn
1: I know that I just don't remember this happening
0: oh I kind of forgot the the way that we find this out is through the um, memories of the random ministry guy yeah okay I guess we should back up so we're having our first lesson with Dumbledore yes and you know Dumbledore or Harry says I thought you already told me everything you know mm-hmm But Dumbledore is like, well, yeah, but now we're going to talk about the real crap, which is technically a little bit of guesswork and putting together the puzzle pieces.
1: Right. And trusting people's memories, which aren't foolproof.
0: Yes. So he's procured the memory of a old ministry official who has since died And so they use the pensive to go into, is that his name, Ogden or something like that? Yeah. Into his memories. And Ogden is visiting the Gaunt family because the son, Morfin, who I guess I imagine is like a teenager or something, has attacked a muggle.
1: They're not exactly, um, oh, I don't know. How how would you describe them not without being insulting
0: i think we can insult voldemort's family i think that's okay is it well yeah they're terrible
1: yeah but they're also portrayed as being sort of the magical low class in some ways but yet that's not what they think of themselves
0: I guess. I mean cuz they're they're very poor. They live in a shack. Yeah. That's seems almost uninhabited.
1: Yes.
0: But they've nailed a snake to the door, so I feel like you're free to judge anyone who nails a snake to the door.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's the rule. <laughs> it's the rule. Yeah, and they're all speaking parseltongue.
0: Yes. Uh, Morphin speaks partial tongue to Ogden, who has no idea what is going on, so they're very combative with the ministry official
1: well yeah, I mean i I like I like the ministry official. he's very matter of fact like yes, well, that's nice, but like I don't care who your family is. It doesn't really matter who my family is. The point is you broke the law.
0: Yeah. So Morphin has apparently cursed some muggle boy with painful hives. Mm-hmm. And he's being summoned to appear in court, basically. Yeah. But while he's having this confrontation, there's also the third gaunt family member who I don't I how do you pronounce this name? Is this like an old name, a British name? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I think it's the E is silent.
0: So what would that mean? (laughs) You
1: try. Oh, great! Let me embarrass myself. Is Uh well, is it Moreau? Moreau?
0: Moreau? i guess I—I'd say like Mero. But that doesn't sound like a name to me. No.
1: She can be. What's Lady got?
0: Well, she's Voldemort's mother. (laughs) Mommy Voldemort.
1: though they I mean she is the dad Marvolo calls her a squib but that's not accurate.
0: Yes, he treats her like dirt basically.
1: Because she's a lady is that why?
0: I guess also maybe she doesn't show, she doesn't show the same um enthusiasm for doing things like nailing snakes to the door as the sun does
1: yeah like doesn't honor familial traditions
0: I mean not that she's not obeying right I mean she's Harry feels sorry for her I mean first of all obviously she's she's dirty she seems terrified Mm -hmm. she's just scrubbing pots I don't think she speaks at all in this scene he
1: asks her a question
0: he? I think he just yells at her
1: no she says something but not much
0: yeah so she's clearly under his thumb so in the course of them arguing with the ministry official they hear a muggle that we learn and I guess his I don't know girlfriend or something pretty lady in the Mm -hmm. carriage going by their house and this leads morphin to say that you know his sister is obsessed with that muggle boy and then we find out that it's that muggle boy that Morfin cursed
1: yeah of course you also hear their conversation i mean criticizing the family and the house and mocking it basically
0: yeah, he's like, I don't know, the rich kid's son or something. Yeah,
1: because she's like, well, why can't you just get rid of them?
0: <laughs> yes. Like, I, like his father owns all the yeah. land around there or something.
1: Though, you kind of missed an important point. What? Well, when he's doing his all, all you know, we're pure blood and we've been around for centuries, you know, we're above the law kind of thing. He Mm -hmm. very aggressively showcases the family heirlooms. Yes. The ring.
0: Which sounds like a (laughs) euphemism. But it's not.
1: No. Lockets (laughs) and rings.
0: Yes. So the ring is Peveril or something like that. Some P name. Which I guess if we read that list of like the 13 pureblood families they'd yeah. probably be on it and the locket of course is Salazar Slytherin's and he asserts that they are the last living relatives of Salazar Slytherin
1: right so how does the locket get from them to creature
0: <laughs> i think she pawns it oh when she's pregnant which I think we'll see probably in our next traipse through memories. Oh. Or maybe maybe Dumbledore just infers it. I'm not sure. Oh. Right, she probably doesn't have as, as much esteem for it as <laughs> her father did. Yeah,
1: in some ways, like, you know, if he hates her that much, why does she get to wear it? Yeah, I'm.
0: I'm sure he would defend her to the death in the face of anyone else because you know she's like his pure blood property basically, right? But in the in the household, they treat her like dirt.
1: Yeah.
0: Although I don't see how could they be the last living relatives of Salazar Slytherin.
1: Well, I don't think it's that hard for a family line to die out.
0: I guess it depends how close you you consider the family line. But it doesn't take very many people and marriages and babies before you're related to everybody. But isn't
1: that the point that they, were, they kept it really tight?
0: I guess. Like, they're intermarrying yeah. in themselves. I think Dumbledore says they have the nasty habit of marrying right. their cousins.
1: I mean, and maybe it's you know it's direct line two so maybe the yeah marriage descendants don't count
0: yeah okay so when morphin sort of exposes his sister's crush her the father loses his mind and starts choking the daughter
1: yeah this is where he asks her something i'm sure
0: (laughs) maybe she can't talk because she's being choked um so starts choking the daughter ogden tries to intervene all hell breaks loose basically so he runs away and that's the sort of the end of our like the actual memory and then we get dumbledore expounds upon it a little bit more he tells us the a he did go back. To, he didn't just run away. He came back from the Ministry of <laughs> Reinforcements. Which is that was actually key to this whole thing, right?
1: Well, yeah, because then they both get arrested. The dad and the son. Yeah. And mm-hmm. leaving... <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> her <laughs> own Voldemort. Yes, which
0: is basically then where Dumbledore takes some artistic license with what happened.
1: Yeah. Basically that she love potioned Tom. And then she got pregnant. Well I mean they got
0: married. Yeah. yeah. And but she then got pregnant, yeah.
1: Chose potentially chose to stop giving him the love potion. Tom ran away. And then it, I was it wasn't really clear. I don't... What? Does she die in childbirth? I don't remember.
0: I think... Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, she shows up somewhere, gives birth, and basically croaks. But I think we do see that memory from, like, the lady who helps her or Mm -hmm. something. So we'll get there. But, okay, and so this Tom... Okay, I hope I'm not saying something <laughs> stupid. This Tom is is the younger son of the family in the first
1: chapter of book four, right? Um, well, it's obviously Tom Voldemort's father, and that scene—I mean, we we find the whole family dead, right?
0: yeah with the the caretaker does and it's like two it's like a it's an older son and like his parents eating yeah, a fancy the house questions
1: about the timeline of it like the ages <clears throat> things was strange
0: yeah because so then presumably Voldemort's father is alive like all the way through his like no that's not true because I was going to, sorry, I was going to say that Voldemort's father was alive up until Voldemort returns. But no, he comes back to that house. But he's he killed them a long time ago. And sort of owned the house all along. But he
1: had to be somewhat of an adult when he killed them.
0: Yeah, I wonder if Dumbledore will... Tell us that eventually, too. At least a teenager when he killed him.
1: Do you know? School field trip. School field trip to murder your father. And then he just killed the other people because they were there and muggles.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, also they were his grandparents.
1: Well, yeah, but so?
0: They didn't do anything. (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know that Voldemort, you get on Voldemort's hit list by doing something particularly wrong.
1: But, yeah, I mean, Tom was alive. Daddy Tom was alive when Voldemort was orphaned.
0: Yeah. Okay, so, and then, so that's the end of the lesson... But as Harry's leaving, he sees, of course, the ring that we've previously Mm -hmm. seen and that was in the memory uh, on Dumbledore's desk and sort of makes the connection himself. Like, you haven't always had that ring. When did you get it? Wasn't that about the time your hand was injured?
1: Yes. And not, like, pretty recently, too.
0: Yeah. And Dumbledore just, you know, basically agrees with him, but... This story has an order. Don't spoil the ending. Yeah.
1: Okay, because don't... Isn't there another scene? Like, I have another... Shaq image, Baltimore heritage scene in my head. Is that just made up?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I mean, where does he get the ring? How does he get the ring? Because I think... I think his mother is still in possession of the locket and pawns think, it. And maybe
1: that's the scene because I think he does like go maybe it's another relative or something. Or to that house again.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if there's a scene where he returns to I guess not returns, he was never there, but but goes to the gaunt shack. But yeah, you're, you might just be inventing the scene in my mind. Okay. It sounds like a thing that would happen. Also, this is not particularly <laughs>
1: relevant. But how old are those kids? And I'm assuming none of those kids went to school. So if you decide to homeschool your wizard children, do they get to do magic all the time?
0: Wow. Oh, I don't know. Well, we already know that wizard children don't get, like, letters for doing magic at home. (laughs) That only happens to poor muggle children.
1: Yeah, that's true. So then you're saying they do?
0: I would think so. And the Gaunt's definitely homeschool. They
1: can't be intermixing with
0: those other people. No. Okay, so then we come to our chapter (laughs) with that garnered a little discussion last episode of Hermione's Helping Hand. You
1: were on the right track, but also wrong.
0: Yes, I was, I had Quidditch on the brain. I didn't, I forgot that it was the Quidditch tryouts, not the match that she does this at. She
1: doesn't do anything in the later match.
0: Yes, you're right. That's Harry, kind yes. of. Uh. Anyway, but we start with some grim news.
1: Yeah. Stan.
0: Stan Sean Pike, the night bus weirdo.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was arrested, probably just for trying to look cool.
0: Yeah, he's like talking loudly about Death Eater plans.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> no one thinks he's really bright enough to be a Death Eater, basically.
0: Yeah. But that the ministry had an excuse to arrest him, and that looks good, basically.
1: Yeah, you know, you gotta get the low-hanging fruit.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, well, speaking of the ministry, we haven't had that confrontation between Scrimger and Harry yet. I keep expecting it. Like, a payoff of that, all of that hinting in the first few chapters?
1: Yeah. I don't know.
0: Hmm. Anyway, poor Hannah Abbott's mother is oh, also casually
1: dead. dropped out like, oh, yeah, by the way, yesterday, Hannah's mom died. Okay.
0: Yeah. I don't think we ever get any more information no, on that. poor Hannah. I know. She,
1: I think she comes back, though.
0: Oh, yeah. Dumbledore is also, he's noticed, mm-hmm. gone a lot.
1: Off doing secret business
0: secret business but which harry will actually get to know about
1: well he's he's searching is that what he's doing
0: i think so like trying to procure memories and talk you know figure out the horcruxes and such oh but now we have quidditch tryouts harry's new responsibility
1: yeah and as hermione points out he's very uh desirable at the moment which has increased the total number of Of interested applicants to the Quidditch team. Yes. There's lots of giggling girls. Yeah, and non-Gryffindors. People who can't fly. All to be close to the Chosen One. Who's also grown afoot. (laughs) Yeah, and to which Ron replies,
0: But I'm tall. (laughs) He doesn't take kindly to Hermione's describing Harry-, Harry is fanciable oh, well
1: there are a lot of subtle comments and feelings in these at least these two chapters like mm, and Ron looks mm-hmm. at Lavender and Hermione's angry and Harry thinks of Ginny and yep I feel smart now that I noticed them
0: yeah, I'm not sure where it was, but there was one line that said, a distraction arrived in the form of Ginny. Yeah. Ginny. Ginny, sorry. I thought Which I thought was clever, because then she really did just proceed to be a distraction to mm-hmm. what was going on. But if you read that line mm-hmm. a little differently. <laughs> anyway, yeah, tryouts are a bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. He finally gets rid of all the nonsense. And fills the team with people we don't know except for jenny and
1: katie bell
0: oh and katie bell yeah she's back on the team uh but so the last round of Mm trials is for the keeper
1: ron previously held and the new annoying guy yes
0: Cormac McLagan. You cannot be named Cormac McLagan and not be an arrogant, punchable (laughs) prat.
1: He also apparently is quite large and intimidating.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, he's the only other one who performs reasonably Mm -hmm. well.
1: Though though he only saved four out of five. And stupidly flew off in the wrong direction.
0: It was, a, it was a rather bad yes. miss on the fifth one.
1: Ron, on the other hand, uh-huh. I mean, he, he did do reasonably well himself. I mean, he saved. Right. He saved all five. That's an improvement. That's perfect. So, Cormac protests that Ginny went easy on him as his sister.
0: Yeah, he's obnoxious about it, as you'd expect. And then, okay, so I noticed after the tryouts, Lavender walks away all angry while Hermione well, cause comes to Well, because she's over there
1: them. like, good job, Ron. And then Hermione comes up and steals the show.
0: I was, is that what's going on? I wondered if there was like some, like, Hermione's sick burn she put on Lavender that made her walk away <laughs> while they were in the no, stands. No, because
1: Lavender was there
0: why no? And she was cheering for Ron and was like, good luck, Ron. And then when he succeeds, she doesn't come and try and...
1: Because it was the first thing. Someone was like, good job. And Harry was like, oh, that must be Hermione. No, wait, that's Lavender. Oh, wait, now it actually is Hermione. She was was there. She she congratulated Ron. And then Hermione came over and she was annoyed Uh... that Hermione was there.
0: Oh... That the Hermione was there. Okay, I see. Okay. And Ron, while proclaiming his brilliance and mocking McLagan, says it looks like that he was mm. confounded. Mm. Harry decides, you yeah, <laughs> know, Hermione, it does look like he was confounded. Well,
1: she kind of has this sassy moment, too, of like, yeah, so what if I was breaking the rules? He's He would have been a bad teammate anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which is hilarious knowing that this is the person that she uses to sort of get back at Ron. Well, to be
1: fair, Hermione has now interfered. Her presence and close friendship interferes with both Harry and Ron's romantic relations.
0: How does it interfere with Harry's romantic relations?
1: Uh, Cho Chang.
0: Oh, okay. Not with Jenny though.
1: No. But, so?
0: Okay. I don't... Just, although, Harry doesn't bear her any resentment for that, because he was too dumb to figure out that that was the problem.
1: He was distracted by other things. <laughs> just saying, they could have had them and other less complicated relationships, but Hermione ruins it.
0: Are you trying to say you support (laughs) Lavender and Ron together? Is that what I'm hearing? You're a Wan Wan person?
1: No. But I'm just saying that they probably would have had more of those if it weren't for Hermione.
0: Okay. But um, Ron is all up in her and Victor's business.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't prevent anything. By his presence.
0: I suppose not. He's just very sour about it. Yes. I mean, there's, in some ways, it's kind of good for Ron to get a little e- ego stroke, right? The first inexplicable reasons Lavender Brown is obsessed with him now. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um. Okay, so after Quidditch tryouts, we finally go seek out Hagrid who we really haven't seen much and especially since he discovered that we weren't taking care of magical creatures
1: right it's been a bit awkward yes and Hagrid's I mean he's still trying to put them off
0: yeah he's a bit cranky
1: but I mean he eventually comes around
0: yeah, and the annoyance he feels with them not taking his class is sort of overshadowed by the realization that A- uh, Aragog is dying.
1: Yes, and at least Hermione is smart enough to show some sympathy.
0: Yeah. Because well, we haven't had the reveal of... Right? Oh, crap. What? I don't know if we know this or not. The The whole story behind him and Aragog and the Chamber of... Oh, yes, yes. we do know this. Aragog told us. Yeah. A long okay. Time. Expelled, Chamber of Secrets, blah, blah, right. blah. Aragog.
1: They're old buddies. Him and the giant old buddies, spider.
0: Yes. <sighs> giant spiders live a while, I guess.
1: Oh, I mean, it does kind of become important again, because don't we see the spiders in the final battle?
0: Do we? I'm pretty sure. By that time, Aragog's probably dead, isn't he?
1: But they, like, do it for him or something. They do something really helpful and critical when Harry's in the forest with Voldemort, I think.
0: Huh. I think. You think? Because I seem to remember that after Aragog dies, Hagrid goes there and he is extremely offended because now that Aragog's dead they don't give a crap about Hagrid.
1: Yeah, I think that's true, too. I think they come back around for some galleon Heroic. moment. Heroic. Yeah.
0: Oh, I don't know. Sure, I believe okay. you. <laughs> uh, and then last little interesting tidbit in this chapter is that uh, Arthur actually acted on Harry's ...suggestion that they search the Malfoy Manor again.
1: That seems kind of naive of Arthur.
0: Yeah, and I was trying to... Does something come of this?
1: Is this, is it important that he did this? <laughs> You're asking too many questions. I'm asking too many Okay. Well, I have a lot of questions. Or that there was another reason, like that he did it to or
0: is it just or does it just serve to show that oh they searched it and they found nothing just like all of Harry's suspicions of Malfoy are always kind of cut off and come to nothing throughout this book
1: yeah but isn't there has this happened or will it happen There's some scene where Lucius is kind of saying that he's got all these things that would be undesirable if they were searched. Yeah,
0: I kind of know what you're talking about. And I thought that at some point Arthur discovered like the secret chamber in the Malfoy Manor or something where he did find all the goodies.
1: That Harry told him to do that because Malfoy was bragging about it somehow. And so Harry tipped him off. It was like at the end of last book or something. It was just like this parting. Haha, gotcha. Oh, I don't think we ever really maybe. see it come to fruition, though. Huh. Yeah.
0: Well, we sound like real authorities on this subject, don't we?
1: Got yeah, way more questions than answers <laughs> on things we should have answers for. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, it serves to feed go- Harry's still manhunt for Malfoy.
0: Yeah, and definitely the theme in this book is Harry's has it out for Malfoy as always, but no one else is interested. Unsurprisingly,
1: Harry is kind of right, but. Yeah, yes. I agree with the others' eye rolling response. Oh, Harry, yeah. give it a rest.
0: Yeah, but we're n- we're not going to give it a rest though, because the next chapter is the Silver and Opals, um, which begins with a a bit of discussion about how Harry has been enjoying the fruits of the potions book.
1: Yeah, he's he's suddenly a protege prodigy.
0: Yes. He's a genius at potions. Hermione is mad about it.
1: I mean, it's probably some of the table's turns that he says, but Hermione is also kind of right. Like, she is leery of this book that Harry is blindly trusting. Mm Mm-hmm. That could go horribly wrong.
0: Well, it does at one point oh, yes. go horribly wrong, but right now we just he's there's other spells written in the margins, and he's discovered levy corpus,
1: mm-hmm. which makes Ron float around by his ankles,
0: yes, <laughs> dangle in the air. Hermione does not approve of this spell because, as she points out, death eaters use this spell,
1: yeah. And, you idiot, you just tried a spell you knew nothing about on your friend. Not a good thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But Harry also recalls that his father used this spell on Snape. Right,
1: so did Snape invent it? or? And he used his own spell against him, that's right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me that Harry is harboring, like, a secret hope... That it's
1: James's textbook? Well, this idea just begins to sort of emerge with him.
0: Yeah, which Harry really is a ridiculous idea. Slughorn taught your mother and presumably your father, and it was your mother he was interested in.
1: Well, that's a bit too factual for him at this point.
0: Okay. You know... Is it just because he's a boy? Why is he so obsessed with his father? Because he's dead? Well, his mother's dead, too. (laughs) I mean, I I feel a little bit like his mother gets relegated to, oh, sacrificial mother love, and his father is who he actually feels, like, feels the loss of, you know? Uh.
1: I see what you're saying. I think she has her moments where she... He longs for her and, you know, she comes... We see her in the... in the graveyard with the wands connect.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess he obviously sees himself and his father more. Both because... Well, just their dudes. And also he looks, you know, remarkably like him and all that well, jazz. Well,
1: and he's also characterized more similarly to his father by people who knew them.
0: Yes. Yeah. Anyway, it's also time for another Hogsmeade weekend. For In our school calendar, I noticed that it said we're in the middle of October right now. So hopefully we get Halloween. I don't remember if we do. But it should be soon if we are.
1: What doesn't... Is that when Malfoy makes another failed attempt? Or Slughorn has a party?
0: Oh, is Slughorn's party on Halloween? It might be.
1: Yeah. No. Hmm.
0: Okay. Well, we'll find out soon enough. <laughs> but it's apparently a very cold October. They go to Hogsmeade. Everyone's kind of miserable. No one has any fun, really, on this trip.
1: It's too cold. And Zonko's is closed.
0: Yeah. Although, I I did. Maybe I'm just being snooty. (laughs) But I was wondering, really? How cold can it get in Britain? You guys seem like (laughs) a bunch of wimps.
1: Wow. (laughs) I think they are pretty far north.
0: Yeah, okay. I know that it doesn't get, like, super warm. But does it get really cold? Because I noticed it said Harry's glasses had sleet on them. Like sleet, not even snow. Come on now. I
1: think it was a (laughs) wintry mix that was occurring. Oh okay. But that's not that cold. I think it was cold.
0: Okay, fine. And I always picture Hogwarts or in snow. Like in snowy mountains or something. I think that's probably not quite right.
1: They talk about having snowball fights all the time up there. That's true. Do
0: they get a lot? I of think snow they're really burn? far north. <laughs> I know. I guess I don't imagine that they get a lot of it, but I could definitely be wrong since Whoa. I don't know nothing I about think it. Of
1: it on a map, the latitude is pretty far up there. Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. Okay. Talking <laughs> about the weather in Harry Potter, oh boy. So after a kind of disappointing Hogsmeade trip, they are going back to the castle, following you Katie Bell and her friend. A kind of
1: interesting note. Oh, we have this sorry. Encounter you're right. with Mundungus, who from his mm-hmm. cloak slips some silver or whatnot, that Harry quickly recognizes is from Sirius's house. Slash Harry's house So Yeah I mean I think he's just more Offended that You're stealing from my dead godfather Yes um, But Mundungus makes the slip Yeah do we ever see I'm Mundungus sure. again? But he doesn't does his stealing ever come to anything?
0: I feel like it should, but I can't think what it would be. Right? Because it's not the- You would think it's the locket, but yeah. it's not the locket. Maybe we're just worried that Mundungus stole well, it. Yeah. But that's not what happened. no
1: don't know to be worried yet.
0: No. I can't think of anything, frankly. But anyway, following Katie Bell, going back to the castle, and her friend, what's her face? I don't know. I've, what is she, her face? What, she's not a character we've really had
1: before. Oh, Arlene. Leanne, or, is that realize. it? Something else. Yeah, they're, you mm-hmm. know, chatting and arguing, and there's a scuffle. And then Katie is levitating and yelling. Cause she's... yeah it sounds terrifying well yeah and I, I have a very clear scene of this from the movie and it does seem to be very accurate oh, really? to what was written yeah so and as her friend describes for us that like, she came back from the bathroom with this package intent on delivering it to some mysterious person and her friend wisely thought that was maybe a bad idea and then the package mm-hmm. fell and she touched
0: it yeah and Harry recognizes this necklace as being in Borgin yes. and Ber-
1: um, and it being described as a yeah, curse which necklace. only is fodder for his Malfoy suspicions that must have been what he was talking to him about. That must yeah. have been what he bought. And that must be the deadly thing he's terrorizing people for.
0: Yeah. So, and he does tell his, these suspicions to McGonagall mm-hmm. because Dumbledore is away. And Hermione points out, like, he said he would look like a prat carrying that. He could easily hide a yeah, necklace. Yeah, there are very can't reasonable
1: be conclusions to prove his plan. And McGonagall points out that Malfoy has been with me all day. In detention. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it was Malfoy. I know. How- he must have got his cronies to do it. His cronies used an imperious curse? Or he snuck out somehow. But uh, yes, it, uh, it was Malfoy. We do know that. Yeah, has a bait and switch
0: here by jk rowling <laughs> he did it but how
1: yeah and how did did he put that through the vanishing cabinet how did he get it
0: yeah i was wondering yeah does it have something to do with the vanishing cabinet yeah I don't
1: know. seems logical i but uh, a, a, a poorly thought through plan
0: well, I, I am impressed at his ability to get the necklace there. But yes, it had some problems.
1: Well, and how Snape's not involved yet. I mean, he's been sworn to help him.
0: Yeah. But I don't think he would have tried and gotten Katie Bell endangered.
1: He's sworn to help him.
0: <laughs> well, yes. What exactly that means, I don't know. I mean, we know what it ultimately means, but... Yeah. So, I mean, and McGonagall doesn't think this would have gotten past all the security anyway. And she's probably right. Because the plan seems to be Katie Bell just carries it in.
1: Yeah, that's... I... You would assume their detection is up to snuff that they would see that she couldn't pass it off.
0: Yeah, but Harry weighs us off as well. No one's ever accused Malfoy of being that bright.
1: Yeah, again, a a poorly thought-through plan.
0: Well, and I think all of his efforts are come to naught, right? And seem to have major flaws in them.
1: Well, yes, he's... what. What do you want him to do? He's like a 16-year-old kid trying to kill Dumbledore.
0: I don't know. Just death curse him in the hallway, man.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because no one's thought of that. Dumbledore will keel over on the spot defenseless.
0: Well, I don't know. If you were trying to kill Dumbledore, how would you do it?
1: I wouldn't try to kill him. Is it if? I don't know, but I mean, his... His plans somewhat make sense in that he's trying to use a messenger. He's trying to use unsuspecting objects. He's trying not to have a showdown with the most powerful wizard.
0: Yeah. And, of course, Malf- the reason Malfoy's in detention is for not doing his transfiguration homework. Was he's a little preoccupied thinking up these brilliant plans.
1: Well, yeah. And fixing the cat. Chem-
0: you, I almost feel bad for him.
1: <laughs> I don't think he's in a great spot.
0: I just imagine him, like, sweating bullets and frantically trying to, you know, do this impossible thing.
1: Yeah, that I think that's portrayed pretty well in the movie, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if his mother is any indication, yeah, it's a pretty nerve-wracking thing. He's basically doomed to fail, and then what?
0: Yeah. Of course, he probably doesn't realize that he's doomed to fail and that this is punishment. He probably thinks it's a great honor.
1: I think he... Sure, like he's going to be a bit pompous about it. I don't think he has any delusions so far, is to think that he's gonna easy-peasy whip this out, not break a sweat about it.
0: Yeah. Although, I do like older Malfoy. When we read, you know, The Cursed Child and such.
1: Mm -hmm. He's got a long ways to go.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. He has some like sick burns as older Malfoy. <laughs> so I was noticing as I finished these chapters that I think on our next chapters will be halfway through the book. What? It didn't seem right.
1: It is looking at it right now a less massive than the previous one too. I
0: know but I feel like nothing's happened yet and we're about to be
1: halfway through the book. Oh, we've had a lot of Malfoy suspicion we've had some Snape confusion Dumbledore's told us a few things
0: yeah we've had one meeting with him I mean, I guess like the big thing of this book I mean is that sticks out in my head is when we go and get the locket
1: yeah but that's part of the big climax, the climax. yeah But we're built. I mean, we're leading up to it. We've started that tale.
0: Yeah, but and we're only in October. We're gonna skip some things. (laughs) Guess we'll have an uneventful spring term or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: And do we do we get a lot of Quidditch in this book? Do you remember? Yeah, we do. Like games.
1: We well. We get a lot of talk about it. That's for sure. Because Ron
0: yeah okay well i don't have my book sitting next to me so what are our next chapters
1: what (laughs) what what already speaking of quidditch okay so we have next is the secret riddle i think this is the scene i was talking about because we have a meeting with dumbledore coming up
0: wait who's the secret riddle
1: i don't know but some riddle like a person riddle
0: oh yeah Okay,
1: I that must have the ring. That's what I'm, but but not. Okay. Then, Felix Felicious. Okay. How is that already happening? That well, I wonder is the, is it the same chapter
0: when he fake uses it on Ron and when he for real uses it?
1: Uh. No, but it seems early even to be fake using it. Yeah, because Harry hasn't
0: even gotten his mission from Dumbledore. I
1: think he'll get it in this chapter. Well, maybe not.
0: Huh. Okay.
1: And then the unbreakable vow. I know Harry overhears Snape talking to Malfoy. Mm. And Malfoy's like, I don't want your help.
0: Ah. Yeah, you're right. Once you say that, yeah.
1: And then just after that. Is Christmas, so.
0: Okay. So we're going to combine our Snape and Malfoy suspicion into one. Yes. I'm sure Harry won't annoy anyone with that. (laughs) We're not.
1: Okay, I guess we are. At least in terms of chapters. But... We're slightly less... Well... I was going to say we're slightly less on total pages, but not really. It is almost half.
0: Seems odd. Maybe this is why we have trouble remembering this book.
1: (laughs) Because it's just suspicion.
0: I guess. Like, it's not bad. But, but. I guess I have very specific scenes that stick out in my Mm -hmm. head. But everything in between is just (laughs) nebulous.
1: Yeah, just be surprised.
0: Yeah, we definitely are building our foreboding mood, though, to carry us into the seventh book full of depression and (laughs) horrible darkness. Oh, well, so if you want to join us for more (laughs) depression and horrible darkness, (laughs) tune in next time. (laughs) So tune in next time where we'll discuss those chapters, which are numbers 13, 14, and 15. Until then, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at, at Weird Sisters Pod. And if you wanted to rate and review us on iTunes, that would be great. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.